Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Dean Wade guarding the inbounds pass. Exum looking. It. It's into Luca. Guarded by Karis LeVert. Here comes a second defender. Luca picks up the dribble. He finds Seth Curry. Bobbled ball. Shots away and blocked and the game is over. Ooh, Mark, follow up with the call of Mavs TV as the Dallas Mavericks blow it. And I do mean blow it. Last night at the American Airlines Center, the game I was at. Well, uh, you the, jinxed us, though, because you left early. I was, well, I left early to avoid a mess. My son had to go to the bathroom. Oh. And there was two minutes to go in the game, and there was no point in going up just to wait in the bathroom for him to be 15 minutes in there. And then missed the final, missed the end of the game anyway. So I said, okay, you want to go? We'll go. We'll go home right now. Beat the traffic. You ain't going to bother. That's not, that's not going to make me cry. Um, but I I got scared because on the way to the game, Luke is like, my son, he's like, Luke is out tonight. And I'm like, what? Is he screwing with you? Because he got a notification on his phone. Luca quad, the, this guy, that, this guy, that. Kyrie, out. He didn't see the semicolon. Oh. He didn't see the semicolon between hey, all sem- those guys. Semicolons, big time. They can big, be tricky. Absolutely, man. they can. They, there's no doubt about it. He's only 13. Uh, it was his birthday. It's his birthday tomorrow, so that was a little birthday happy present. Birthday, happy birthday, Luca. Luca. Um, or tomorrow, we'll say happy birthday to him. We'll say, but today, um, look, it was. Uh, I, I thought I was gonna be bad luck. I thought I was the bad luck charm, and it turns out that I was. That was a terrible ending. They were awful in the second half. Luca could not miss. In the first quarter. 20, 20 in the first quarter, 30 at half, and then they just couldn't put anything. They put up 39 in the first quarter. They scored 41 in the second half. Didn't have a great response to the adjustment of double teaming with nope. Jared Allen. Uh, Jared Allen worked Derek Lively pretty heavily in this game. But look, when you're at home, you're up by 20 in this game. They don't have Donovan Mitchell, Darius Garland, Evan Mobley. Like, you've got to win the game. You've you got to win that you basketball gotta. game. And so this is a bad loss. You've got to, with 10 seconds left trailing by three, get a, get shot, a shot off too. Get a shot off. I mean, look, you want to blame Jason Kidd for not drawing up a play? Fine, whatever. What the hell is Luca picking up his dribble for 40 feet away? Uh, that made no sense. Maybe, maybe more than 40 feet. 44 feet probably. That made no sense to me whatsoever. Um, it's that was, and, and look, everyone in the second half is to blame. Luca couldn't make a shot. Um, They were bricking. I mean, they were throwing up some bricks. And, look, they were missing chippies, point-blank chippies, too. Getting destroyed on the glass in the second half, Um, especially when the Mavs were on the offensive side. The the Mavs got, I would think, one offensive rebound in the second, maybe, Mm -hmm. in the second half. Uh, it 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 was a terrible ending. You have no business losing to that team when you're up by 20. Nope. And look, they're not a bad team when they're whole. They're, they're, Cleveland's no, they're not a bad a team. Lot. And I they're know missing you're, a lot. Of I guys. know you're missing Kyrie, but again, you're up 20 at home. at home. They are missing a ton of guys. Garland and Mobley will be out for a while. Mitchell's been sick, I think, is the issue with him. Yeah. Uh, but, but when they're missing that much and you're up by 20, and short of Kyrie, you're getting as healthy as you've been recently – this is just you have to come out of that game with a victory. Yeah, I uh, you know I always try to find a player on some other teams that uh, you know that that I could keep an eye on. I like that Craig Porter Jr. Man, he is. Not, and I don't care about the basketball side, but he's going to win me some money uh, in player props this year. He he is going to have great value for double doubles, and that guy can get rebounds and he could 
you know, dish him out. He's going to get some double-doubles this year. Just you wait and see, folks. Yep. Just you wait and see. Keep an eye on that Cleveland basketball team. Choppy's going to be all over that. <laughs> yeah, you know, he might get some, like, some really good odds. That's what I'm saying. So, our Mavs. Cav- our Cavs insider, RJ Choppy. Mavs lose. Mavs stink. Mavs stink. They play tonight. They are back at it tonight in Minnesota at 7 o'clock. Mavs lose, Mavs stink. Stars lose, stars stink. Flip back now for Brunovic. He walks the line. Neighbors shoots. He scores! Neighbors! And the Blues have drawn first blood. It's 1-0. Blues TV with the call. They went Blues 2-1. to one. St. Louis. Yeah, and Wedgwood was in goal again last night, and he's been good this year, and he was good for a lot of last night. He, he made some really impressive saves. Uh, the two goals he gave up, I, I don't know what was going on there. I, I guess he was getting screened. He didn't get a good look, but, you know, he the, the two goals that he gave up were just kind of like, well, I feel like you should have, th- those were stops that you should have made, but uh, ultimately, you know, Gavin Spittle pointed out to us, the hockey hawk, that... Ah! Uh, They've got the new CBA agreement that the Stars had to travel day of for this game. Yeah. And even though it's a quick flight to St. Louis, traveling the day of a game and then having to play, you got to think that leads to some fatigue, some tired legs, and the the Stars just looked out of sorts in this game. Spits and suds. Yeah, I uh, obviously I wasn't able to watch. I was at the Stars game, but I'm sorry. I was at the Mavs, uh, Mavs game last night, but, I mean, look, one goal, you're just not going to win many hockey games when you only put one in. Nope. That, 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 that's that's pretty much as You need simple. to put two in. <laughs> yeah, at Minimum. Least. At minimum. And it's pretty much as simple as it gets. Cowboys make a roster move yesterday. Yep. Rashawn Evans, the linebacker that they had signed in the middle of the year, former first-round pick out of Alabama. He gets released following an arrest for marijuana possession in Frisco on Tuesday. The report, several people on the beat brought us. I know talked about it yesterday as well, people that he was talking to with the organization does not sound that this was like this was related to the marijuana arrest at all. It made it easier, but Evans was near the back end of the roster. They needed a spot for Matt Willetsko, their offensive tackle, who's coming back off of IR. And so Evans ultimately gets chopped off, and that leaves you with one linebacker on your roster now, and that's Damone Clark. It's it. That's it. So just run, running safeties out there. Man, they have been so thin and just so depleted there at linebacker this year. And it shows up in the run game. Like, like I mean, that's a big part of what their run issues have been. They expected DeMarvian Overshone and Leighton Van Der Esch to really hold down the linebacker group. And, you know, they weren't able to do it. And so the fact that Rashawn Evans was just kind of a body, I think, that was was taking up space, he hadn't been playing very well. This is just something that for them, they feel like, hey, we've got to, you know, make a move. We need a roster spot. We're already playing with these safety hybrids. Evans is a guy that's expendable. It was a Thursday out there at the star, even though it was Wednesday. It's a Thursday Ex- for them. Explain that one to me, Bobby. Which means uh, they're playing on Saturday. So their their approach is as if Wednesday is more like their Thursday practice mm-hmm. schedule. It's also their Thursday media schedule, which means we got to hear from C.D. Lamb. And C.D. Lamb. Why do you get so frustrated at times during these games like Sunday? Yeah, I just do. I just know um, what I can contribute to the team, obviously, and um, the type of player I am. Um, worked hard to be in this position, of course, and as everybody else on this team. So just putting myself in the best position, you know, help the team, of course. And, uh, yeah, man, I like to win overall. It's not really so much more of, of the stat. It's just whatever the stat ends up being after the game, yeah, that's cool. But, like, throughout the game, I'm not a I got 100 yards in the first quarter. Yeah, no, nah, that's not it. I just like winning. Like, I really have an obsession with winning. Which you love to hear. And, yeah. and, and I think he absolutely means that, is that that's where the frustration comes from. And I think the Cowboys will deal with that frustration. They will, they will gladly take a player who's frustrated when they feel like, we lost a game and I could have done more if you would have just let me. I, I think they don't view that as ego. I think they view that as a competitor who, like CD said, just recognizes what he's able to do. I mean, look, I love hearing that from players in general that they love to win. I mean, I, I know they all love to win. It's just what are you willing to do for it? Like, do we really believe that CD would be content if he had zero targets and they won versus having 15 targets and they lose? Like, do we really believe that he'd be quiet or any wide receiver would be quiet if he gets zero targets and they win? Well, we won. I don't believe that's the case. There is a happy medium there somewhere. I, zero. Tar- there's a difference between zero tar- I think he's just saying, like, I don't have a quota. 
Like, get me right, involved. Right, absolutely. I don't but I they, don't have yeah. a quota. I don't believe they have a quota. I don't think any of them have a quota. Uh, running backs aren't sitting there like, man, if I don't get 15 carries, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pitch a fit tomorrow. And that was a discussion point at the start yesterday. Like I said, Dak was talking as well. And the question was brought up about CeeDee Lamb's involvement and how they got away from things. So, Dak, when you got a chance to look back at the film, did you notice any missed opportunities to CeeDee Lamb against the Dolphins? Uh, I think a lot of factors p- played into that. They, they got the rush going a little bit, um, getting me off the spot. Obviously, we talked about them clouding, clouding the coverage to CeeDee, putting more people to his side. Uh, wasn't giving us quite as favorable looks as they were early in the game. And, I mean, that's credit to Fangio. As I said, the guy's been around for a long time. He's a hell of a play caller. And so um, he wasn't going to sit there and, as I said, allow CD to have a career day. Uh, but maybe a one or two I could say this or that. But overall, uh, well done by them. And we just couldn't get out, get out of our own way. And whether that was two drives starting backed up within the five-yard line, uh, that's never easy there. Yeah, and, and credit to them. Which, Chop, I know that you have – had the opinion that it's silly to think they just didn't want to involve CD. Right. That, that's you. This was clear adjustments from the. Well, Dolphins. I mean, it's you. I think you have to give credit to the other team at some point. They pay like, their guys too. They do. Like, like I know fans will look at it and say, like, well, you know, why did you do this? Why did you do that? Well, I mean, the other team plays a role in that too. Um, and and if you're doing something to, and I and I look, I mean, you could, I mean, differing opinions and stuff, and people watch tape and all that stuff, but. I mean, it's just hard to believe that they purposely went away from him for two quarters and without yet, without Miami doing something. It was sure. clear after the second drive that Miami made some change on the defense. It was clear. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, they they had made some adjustments, but to me, it's it's still you've got to find a way. Yeah, you, you do. You, you can't just not put I the ball totally in your agree. best player's hands. Totally agree. What? Uh, who are the Hall of Fame finalists? So, yes, we have 15 finalists for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. The uh, According to ESPN, anyway, it's headlined by Julius Peppers and Antonio Gates. But, no, that, that's not who it's headlined by. It is headlined for us. By the way, is Peppers a lock? Uh, I think he is, personally. Like, I mean, I, I, I don't think there's any question there. But I would, uh, I would say that the headline here, R.J. Choppy, is one Darren Woodson is once again Every in the year. final 15. And boy, they better correct this one. Man, Dave Campo and Nate Newton yesterday when I was doing Cowboys Crosstalk, they got heated, especially Nate got heated when talking about the neglect of Woodson in the Hall of Fame. That Nate was like, look, you you got to understand, people were not covering at the safety position like Darren was. Like, like the whole coverage safety became a thing in the NFL today because of Darren. Like, Darren changed the game. Here are the other uh, finalists. You've got Julius Peppers, Antonio Gates, Torrey Holt, Reggie Wayne, Patrick Willis, Andre Johnson, Dwight Freeney, Jared Allen, Willie Anderson, Darren Woodson, and Devin Hester. Also, Eric Allen, Rodney Harrison, Fred Taylor, Jari Evans. So those are the 15 candidates. Do you think this is the year we finally get Darren Woodson in there? I'll believe it when I see it. I, you know, I, I don't think he is getting near the credit that he deserves. These, uh, these voters are, uh, you know, hell bent on getting guys like John Lynch in before him. Uh, I hope he does. He deserves it. But uh, they put Leroy Butler in. Brought, brought us was with Leroy Butler in Green Bay. He's like, I love Leroy Butler. Leroy Butler helped get me my Super Bowl ring. And he's like, there's no shot that you put Leroy Butler in before Darren Woodson. Darren Woodson was a much better player. Well, I mean, he he, <laughs> he had to protect bad players at the end of his career. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, that was a bad Cowboys. Those are bad Cowboys teams at the end of his career. And he was protecting half that defense, man. It's a crime that he is not in the Hall of Fame. There will be 15 finalists that are then trimmed down to 10 and then to 5. And then it just becomes a yay or nay on the final five. You must receive 80% of the votes from the panel to get into the Hall of Fame. So once you get to the final five, it's just a yes or a no. That's it? Yep. So hopefully, Darren Woodson, we get him to that final five. Rick Goslin, work your magic in there. Work your magic in that uh, room and and sell the Darren Woodson case. All right. It is uh, Sean and RJ here on 105.3 The Fan Coming up next, it is the Expressway, and we've got your ticket giveaway. Lions, Cowboys, plus a little neighborhood watch. It's all coming up on 105.3 The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. 
I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's Sean and RJ here on 105 Through the Fan. It is the Expressway. We have the Neighborhood Watch coming up in about 20 minutes from now at 740. Great song. Um... You know one of the things we're going to talk about in the Neighborhood Watch? Something that has been hammered home on the, the fan text this morning, which I can't tell you the number of times we've already seen. Bobby, clear your throat. And so one of the things we're going to talk about in Neighborhood Watch is the bug and the the stuff that's going around in the community right now that I'm suffering from myself. Yeah. So I uh, I lost my voice. My voice ran out last night after doing Cowboys Crosstalk. So we're powering through, though. We're trying to make the best of it. You got to power through. This is this, this is the week to power through, man. Just get to New Year's. Get to the Cowboys-Lions game, which we have a ticket giveaway for. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, coming up in the next 30 or 40 minutes here uh, during the expressway. Odds Jimmy Johnson cries. I thought you were going to say odds Jimmy Johnson's there. Um, <laughs> he'll cry. I think he does, too. He'll cry. I don't know. I'll let you know before the game. Oh, yeah, that's right. You're going to be there with uh, your buddy and Jerry's buddy. Bennett Glazer. The great Bennett Glazer. I will be I will see Jerry. I will see the Jimster before the game because they will he will do a little speech for those of us lucky enough to be in the Cowboys owners club. <laughs> Are you gonna record it? No, absolutely not. You're not so you're not gonna get him saying how about them because he will say how about them Cowboys to you. I am not gonna record that. That is that is a that is a place you don't bust the phone out. Now you know who might record it? Uh no clue. Sean Sharif. Why would Sean record it? He's not gonna be there. He uh I, I I, I got him in. What? Yeah. Wow. Well, Bennett texted me yesterday. He goes, hey, could you, do I have two restrictions. Want to invite Sean? And I was like, yeah, sure. I said, what about Bobby? He goes, no. Yeah, that makes sense. Oh, I'm just kidding. He I mean, say, he didn't say that. Bobby's already going to be there. But I, can, get, I can get into more parts of that building than Bennett can. So. I don't know about that. <laughs> oh. He gets in the war room. I mean, I can, I can go <laughs> anywhere in that stadium. Oh, do you have the all-access pass? I huh? do. I can get on the field. Rest of the beat can't get on the field. I can get on the field. Oh, because the NFL Network, mm-hmm. right? It's oh, the NFL Network Connect. Oh, very nice, very nice. Yeah, so Sean will be there. Uh, you know, and I, I, in the owners' club, I like to I like to keep the phone away. That's fair. That's that's I, a, I, did, I didn't that's know. A no, it, that's a no it, phone spot. If for it's me. taboo, I get it. But if I don't know if, it if is. everybody else is going to be recording, you probably should. I will say that. I probably should. I won't. Don't don't be the first, but yeah. gladly be the sixth, sixth or seventh. Yeah, yeah. I, I could absolutely do that. Okay. Um, Debo Samuel, he's a player in the NFL. Mm-hmm. San Francisco 49ers. Pretty good player. I want to take, check out his work. Uh, he is basically clapping back at everyone. Now, Cam Newton, uh, and there's a little backstory here. Cam Newton basically went after Brock Purdy, Dak Prescott, Jared Goff. Who else? I mean, there's a slew of other players. Just about everybody in the league. Just about every player in the league not named like Lamar and Patrick Mahomes um, for being system quarterbacks. 
and that they need a certain system. They need players around them, which, as Patrick Mahomes is showing you this year, everybody needs players around them. I mean, literally everybody does. You you, you can't win with nobody. Uh, and, and he's doing a hell of a job of trying. I mean, they're going to wind up. I mean, they could still win eleven games with nobody. That that shows how great he is. Mm-hmm. But um, so there was that, and then Micah Parsons uh, goes on the social medias uh, and during the Baltimore San Francisco game the other night. He, he went on there and he was like, down uh-huh. 21 and there are no shots or development throws. Should tell you all you need to know. Right. So that was during the game. Obviously, the Cowboys had already finished their game. So that was during the game. Uh, and, and then, is is Micah, was he wrong? I mean, I, I, I don't know. It sounds like a weird thing. I, I don't think of Brock Purdy as just a, like a check down guy. No, not a check down guy, but he is uh like, so I can't remember what the exact stat was. But basically, Brock Purdy's yards after catch per attempt is the highest in the NFL since Jimmy Garoppolo in 2019. So there is a sense from some people that, oh, this is kind of a pitch and catch, run after the catch kind of offense. And and I think that really hammered home in the the Philly game where they had 220 yards after catch against the Eagles. I I, look, I I look at yards after catch as a, 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 as a good thing for the quarterback. It means you're putting the ball on the money in stride where the player could catch and run. Mm-hmm. That, to me, is a, a quarterback skill. I, I, I reject the notion that it's all the wide receiver. So, anyway, those two players, Micah posted that on social media, and Cam Newton caused Debo Samuel to clap back. Cam Newton also tweeted a couple, like, ha, 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 I told you so kind of emojis, I think. First of all, Cam Newton stopped texting my phone, bro. He was a fan, like, two weeks ago. Like, that's mad crazy. Like, you wanted me on your podcast after talking about my quarterback, which is funny to me. But anyway, uh, back to this Michael Parsons story. Like, bro, we beat you 24, I mean, 42 to, like, whatever the score may be. Like, a long time ago, like, I don't, I don't get why he's so bothered about what we got going on over here, whatever the case may be. I don't understand, like... You saying like you can be a quarterback in his offense? Like, I don't, I don't, I don't understand what you where you going with that. So, and this is not, this is a simmering little battle here. And I don't know how much of it. You know how sometimes you get some trash talk between guys, and you find out they're like really good friends, and that's why they talk the way they do. Either Debo and Micah are really good friends, or they hate each other, because Micah went after the whole Kittle shirt, the F Dallas shirt, and started saying. Things won't be the same if we meet again. Just you wait back in October after they lost. And Debo had told Kay Adams back in October, he said it was already personal before the game started. Now, 42 to 10, I don't think you want to see us again. It might be a little bit worse. Mm. So this is not the first time that Debo's gone after him. Right. And Debo on social media yesterday had commented and said, you worried about us so much. I think you want a Niners jersey. Had sent that to Micah Parsons on social media. So... Debo goes after him. Yeah. And I don't know if that's a friendly fire thing or he's genuinely, oh, man. there's some tension there. I, I would, if I was, if I, if I was Mike, I'm just leaving this whole thing alone. I'm leaving that alone. There's no reason for you to be talking there. Like going after Purdy does no good. No good. That well, this- team, the Cowboys, they, they lost that game. Not just because of the offense, which was inept, y'all got put forty-two up on you. Mm-hmm. You, 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 you're going up. You're barking up the wrong tree. You, you can't. Micah can't talk about San Francisco. No, nobody on the Cowboys can talk no. about San Francisco. You got, you got to pipe down there. But man. look, this is also. I know some people have said on the truckwreck.com fan text before that you guys overblow it. You guys are so fixated on San Francisco. It's not them. It's the media that's focused on them. No, no that are. team is bugged by the 49ers. Yep. I can tell you, being in that locker room, talking to those players, seeing the way that they have approached San Francisco the last three years, they are bugged by that football team. It dominates their yes, thoughts. Sir. They absolutely are focused on that team. That is a big, big hurdle for them. But this was also, I guess, just take shots at Micah Parsons Day on Kay Adams' show because Rob Gronkowski had commented on – the Micah Parsons tweet about Brock Purdy. Mm-hmm. And he said, it's really weird that he's tweeting that out there. 
first, there's a saying out there, losers focus on winners and winners focus on winning. If you want to be a winner, you've got to be focused on winning. It's really weird because in this case, Micah Parsons is one of the best defense players in the league. But on top of it, if it's a team game, uh, it doesn't matter how good you are as an individual. It matters about a, a team. So Micah had tweeted about that and said, ah, this is a classic case of, you know, attacking the person rather than the point, yada, yada, yada. So Rob Gronkowski was on with Kay Adams yesterday and was asked to respond to Micah Parsons reacting to what Gronk had to say about, hey, focus on winning instead of other people. Everyone has their own channel now uh, with social media, but I still think it's weird that you're worried about another team, man. Uh, you know, you just got to worry about what you can control, <laughs> not what the other team is doing, and especially a team that you're not even playing, the team that absolutely dismantled you. I, that's all I got for that situation. I mean, Michael Parsons is what a great defensive player. I can't take that away from 100%. him. I think he- the players in the league. It's I think Micah. Weird. Micah needs to come oh, on the show. Micah and Rob next week. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's just worried about these other guys and other teams and media. Hey, look, I got no problem with Micah having a podcast. I got no problem with him being active on social media. Mm-hmm. I, that doesn't bother me at all. I don't think it takes away from his ability to play. Uh, and, and I know there, there are going to be some people who are like, well, you know, you should be watching film instead of doing this podcast. Nah, man. Like these guys have lives. They have they have they have sports takes too. Whatever. It's fun. You're you're growing your platform. These guys are individual brands, but you don't need to be. You want to give opinions and takes on the game. Fine. San Francisco is the one. That's the one tree you ain't want to. You don't want to crawl up that tree, man. Gronk seems to have an issue with this Cowboys team. And, and I don't know if it's specific because to the, they are completely opposite of what the, his Patriots teams were. Th- there's a big part of that, but I don't know if it's specific to this team, the 2023 Dallas Cowboys, or he just has a problem with the Cowboys in general. And I'm not talking about Cowboys bias. Nobody misunderstand what I'm saying. Did they? But but he had said, I know he's been a big fan of Jason Witten. Uh, he, he's talked about how Jason Witten's one of his favorite tight ends to study and everything else. But Gronk had said a couple weeks ago, said this is a mentally weak football team. Now he's going after Micah and saying that losers focus on winners. Basically call him Micah Parsons a loser. But is there something to the point? You say you can have your podcast and everything else. But is there something to Gronk's overall point and Debo's point at the end of the day as well of worry about yourself? Like stop worrying about other people. I mean, yeah. Worry about yourself. Like, does, that's he it. Have, does he have rabbit ears? Micah? Micah? Yeah. I think a lot of guys do. I think, I think a lot of players do. And for some guys, that's really detrimental. Other guys, I don't think it impacts. I think it motivates them. Is is Rob upset? Did the Cowboys do Chris wrong when he was here? Oh, good question. I don't know. Maybe that's something to do with it. It may just, be that, it's, it, it may just be that it's his direct read on the situation. It just feels like he's not a fan of the organization as a whole. Again, they are completely opposite of what his Patriots teams were. Yeah. Right, they were all about like just singular focus, and this team is singularly focused too. But there is a there there is a more than just football mindset around here. There's no doubt about that. Go to a game. Now, I I have not been to another enough other uh, NFL stadiums to know, but when you go to a Cowboy game before every game, it is a zoo down on the field. Yeah, and I don't know if it's like that elsewhere. Um. You got celebrities down there. You got the owners shaking hands, kissing babies, taking photos. We'll take one of them this weekend. Well, um, but like I have no idea if when you go to a Patriots game, if uh, Bob Kraft is down there with the sponsors glad handing before the game with every sponsor down in the field taking photos with uh, people in suites. Yeah, I don't know specifically there or other spots. I know I've seen it other places. Like. SoFi is like that. Okay, L.A., but L.A. is different, right? L.A. is... That's a whole L.A. vibe. You've got to do that in L.A. Yeah, and, and I mean, you, it may be a case where I, I'm sure the Raiders are that way. With, Vegas, yeah. It, I, I mean, I'm sure, like, basically... I mean, you're bringing out Showgirls, for crying out loud, I'm sure. Yeah, the uh, great movie, by the way, Showgirls, Gina Gershon. Oh, God, Gina. So inc- oh, Man, my gosh. It, you know, I, I always forget about Gina Gershon when it comes to, like, girls I had a mad crush on when I was a kid. Showgirls was a terrible movie. Bite, it was bite your tongue. It was a great. Oh, it was a great awakening. Though. It's a Versace. I don't know what that means. When she was talking about the Versace dress she got, she didn't know what it was. <laughs> so she goes, "It's a Versace." You think I've listened to one bit of that dialogue? I have. I watched it on mute. 
<laughs> but you did. Yeah. That's so good. I, I, didn't, I didn't want the dialogue ruining things. I didn't want it distracting <laughs> me. <laughs> I'm just trying to watch that movie with Sarah. See what, see what her take is. I, I, I don't need to get it out of the zone. I don't need to get out of my zone. I, I, I've got a singular focus there. Yeah. Yeah. So I just needed it I, muted. I, I think it's a great movie, man. So the, the only line I remember that terrible movie was uh, them talking about, like, well, does she have heat? And Kyle McLaughlin talking about Elizabeth Berkeley, whatever her character's name was. We'll say it's Elizabeth Berkeley. And Kyle McLaughlin's like, Elizabeth Berkeley has heat. And Gina Gershon takes, like, super offense to that. And then I muted it. And I went to the pool scene with Gina Gershon and uh, Elizabeth, Elizabeth Berkeley. That's what I did. Uh, it is not just. <laughs> it is not. Just, no idea what we're talking about. No, 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 no. This movie came out before he was born. It was 95. You've got to watch this. This was. So, you, you know, Saved by the Bell. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. This was Jesse Spano from Saved by the Bell going to be a stripper in a, I think it, it originally was like an NC-17 rating. Yep. And like it just completely just turned the entire world upside down because this was our, this was our high-waisted khaki, khaki pant wearing Jesse Spano becoming a stripper in a movie. Yeah. That and, was very full frontal everything. And making out with Gina Gershon in the, uh, on the stage <laughs> and. This is so- Having fun with Kyle McLaughlin from Twin Peaks in a pool, and I should watch. Imagine it, yeah. Blossom becoming a, a, he has a stripper. No in a movie. idea who Blossom is. No, no zero idea. chance. But it is not just Rob Gronkowski and Debo Samuel being critical of the Dallas Cowboys. You also, I know, had taken note of something Mike Sando wrote about in terms of how NFL executives view this Dallas Cowboys football team. Yeah. Uh, my Mike Sando is with the Athletic, and NFL executives are calling out the quote imploding air quote Cowboys. Uh, here is the excerpt from the article. Opponents have long considered the Cowboys to be front runners, which we've talked about by the way, uh, which could play into the issues away from home. They've covered the point spread nine times, nine seven times. nine times, seven at home. They are there are six. Road games, five of those, they did not cover the spread in those six road games. So, what is that, one and five? Quote, I think their identity is what it is, a front-running bunch, and when they start off hot, they ride it, and when they have to go blow for blow, I think there is dot, 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 imploding there. I can't say he is wrong. Listen, at the end of the day, they play very well from ahead, offensively and defensively. Mm -hmm. Uh, When it gets time to punch... The other team in the mouth, after you've already been punched in the mouth, they far too often fail. Now, I'll give them credit. They were down all game, and they took a lead late. Mm-hmm. They left too much time on the clock. Whatever. That is what it is. You couldn't stop Miami. Um, You know, but Miami's also a paper tiger, in my opinion. Just like the Cowboys are. Uh, they, that, mir- they mirror each other in yeah. a lot of ways in terms of their team makeup. And, and that's you think a team that's got a little bit of dog in them is going to blow the lead to the Cowboys the way Miami did? I, I don't know. I guess was, Buffalo was never going to blow that lead. That was never in question. Uh, Detroit has dog. I don't think. I don't think they're. Gonna, I, I don't. I don't think they're going to. They're that team though. I, I don't think Detroit's going to be able to handle the Cowboys this weekend. Yeah, this is. I don't know that I would touch the seven. I or six and a half, whatever it is. We'll call it seven. You know, give them that extra half. Uh, I think that it's a completely fair criticism to say that that's what they are. Is yeah. that they're front runners who, what would you say, uh, is entitled a bad word for it? You mean you think they're in, they think they're entitled to winning games? Like that there's an expectation that like, because when you say front runners who implode and that there's a certain expectation is just like, oh, it's a given that you're front runners or whatever else. Is there? Do you think there's any sort of an entitlement there from the Cowboys? I I hope they are expecting to win every game, which is different from entitlement. Entitlement right. means we're gonna just this will be ours. Like there, it's just gonna be gifted to us. Right. We just got to show up. Absolutely. Is there any bit of we just got to show up to the Cowboys? You think? I don't know, man. I mean, I think that's maybe there's a little bit of that. I, I think that sometimes it's coaching. I think sometimes it's quarterback play. I think sometimes it's. The team as a whole is constructed, you know, very, very well in terms of they got good players. Like the Cowboys know what a good player looks like. Their scouting department knows what a good player looks like. Are they, Do they always go up to the right players from a positional value standpoint? 
I mean, they drafted a D tackle in the first round, so obviously the answer is no. Four six nine. Uh, they've imploded only once at the 49ers. All other teams they played close. Well, I mean, they did just get handled pretty significantly by the Buffalo Bills a couple weeks ago. They were never in control against the Cardinals. The Cardinals had had done that. The they problem- were never in control against Miami. They were never no. in control against Buffalo. No. So there were four games they were never in control. They even even though they had a lead. Not a single person out there thought the Cowboys were ever in control of that game this weekend. No. Now, I don't know. I, I look at this Cowboys team, and the biggest thing to me, the X factor, the the subplot, if you will, continues to be they're just one of the worst teams in the NFL on little things, little details, and that just is ultimately what I'm terrified is going to kill them in January. Because those little things matter more than at any point during the season in January. Close football games, they tend to lose on little silly details. They're just they're they're not as disciplined as the other contenders. I think talent wise, they can hang with anybody. Their discipline and their how how dr- much they drill down on details, I think, is where they significantly lack. Personally, I could see that. I could see that. Um, I do think that there is. And attention to detail has been a problem for this team for since 06? Um, yeah, probably. Basically since Parcells. Yeah. Because, yeah, I mean. Because they've had, they've, they, they, they were, they've, they're far more talented than now than they were during Bill's tenure. They were far more talented in 07 than they were at any point in Bill's tenure because he built that team and they were just kind of, you know, Romo finally came in uh, to his own. They were far more talented in 14 and 16. And 2008. 2008 still might be their best, most talented team. Yeah, I don't I don't think they have ever been a... You hear the phrase teach tape. That, you know, oh, it's real... I have, actually, I haven't. It, well, no, I'm just saying that you will hear this phrase sometimes from NFL teams of like, oh, it's real teach tape stuff. That basically means like you're putting something on tape that's a good example to give to people as, as a lesson. Of like, hey, we're going to teach you how to do this. Or here's technique we want to see. Here are the details we want to see. And, and here's a good example of it right here. This play right here that we have on tape. I don't think the Cowboys put a lot of teach tape stuff on film is the biggest thing. No, no. And, and I think they're really talented and I think they do a lot of things well. But I, I think the the little things you want to drill down on Monday through Saturday, they just consistently have lacked. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Hmm. All right. I uh, I do agree. We've got the neighborhood watch coming up next, but hey, let's put the Tolos up. All right, Tolos, that's right. Call in number 10 right now at 877-881-1053. Wins a pair of awesome tickets in the 100 level and a parking pass to see the Dallas Cowboys take on the Detroit Lions on December 30th, courtesy of AT&T 5G, fast, reliable, secure. That's call in number 10. At 877-881-1053. That's right. Thank you to AT&T 5G, fast, reliable, secure for hooking up the Tolos with awesome tickets for this big game with the uh, Ring of Honor induction historic night with Jimmy Johnson. So we need to know, RJ Choppy, what needs to happen fast in this game? Oh, they got to score first. Get out to an early lead. This team is better when they play from ahead. Who needs to be reliable for the Cowboys? Uh, Better be the offensive line uh, after what happened last week. You can't get CD the ball. Uh... Dak is under siege. Better be the O-line. And what must the Cowboys do to secure this victory? Uh, how about start by making Jared Goff uncomfortable? Blitz him from the mug him from the A-gap, as the kids would say. That's what they need to do. Thank you to AT&T 5G, fast, reliable, secure. And thank you to RJ Choppy for that insight there. Let's do the neighborhood watch. We need to take people out of their bubbles and their safe place and make them think about the world we live in. You are fake news. So what do you guys hear? What's the scuttlebutt? That's right. It is time for the Neighborhood Watch. This is a, a segment we've debuted in the last couple weeks where on Thursdays after Peyton got life hacks canceled, 
Uh, we take a look at some of these stories going around, uh, going on around the DFW Metroplex. Uh, and the first thing I want to do is I want to toss things to the Tolos to text in on the truckwreck.com fan text 877-881-1053. That's 877-881-1053. Tolos, what are your New Year's Eve plans? Have you figured them out? Where are you going around the Metroplex? Where's the party? Where's it at? And as somebody who has not planned anything yet, where can I maybe get in on a last second thing? Now, WFAA, and we'll put this on the Sean and RJ Facebook page, has a, every year they collect New Year's Eve events around Dallas, Fort Worth. So they got plenty of different things you can do there. Reunion Tower is having an event. Sundance Square is doing some stuff. They've got uh, New York uh, New Year's Eve Live in Arlington over at Texas Live. Lots of different places that you can go, but let us know on the truckwreck.com fan text 877-881-1053. What you plan to do? Choppy, your general approach to New Year's Eve, and how are you planning on spending it this year? Uh, my approach has obviously changed over the years. I used to make sure I went out, had to have something grand. Had to be huge. I was a big New Year's Eve guy. Now I'm just like, whatever. Uh, I still want to go out and do something, but not necessarily out. Like, I want to have a party in the neighborhood. Last few years, we've gone over to this neighbor's house. They're not doing something this year. Um, or at least we don't think they are. They've not sent out any invitations. Ooh, about what it. if you got cut out? Uh, I didn't. How do you know? Because nobody can keep a secret. Oh, okay. In the neighborhood. Fair yeah. enough. Um, but uh, I, I know they're not doing something because of some health issues. So I don't know. We're trying to find something to do. A lot of the neighbors were trying to find something to do. We're trying to figure out what to do that New Year's Eve. I have no idea what we're going to do. I am always really bad about planning what I want to do until the last second. Now, in the past, the best deal I had found, the, the best New Year's Eve that Kristen and I have spent, and we've done this a couple times, Nilo Hotel. Have you ever stayed at one of those? Uh, Yes, I have. It's the New York loft-style hotels that they have around here. And it's a cool, like, like I said, it's a loft-style hotel. They've got a cool bar area and everything else. And so they used to have a deal. I do not know if they have it this year. I'm going to have to look actually right now to see if they have it. Um, but they used to have a deal where for 200 bucks, you got a champagne toast, two drink tickets, buffet, live music. And this is any of them or? The ones around Dallas, yeah, a couple of years ago. And you got a room. So to me, it was great. You go downstairs, you have your drinks, you party with a bunch of people, you know, lots of different things to do down there in that bar area. There's a pool outside. Um, it's just a, a great atmosphere. And then when you're done, like, you don't have to worry about getting a ride or anything else. You just go upstairs to the room, call it a night whenever you're ready to call it a night. But I always really enjoyed that. I don't think they did it last year, and I haven't seen them doing it this year. But uh, plenty of different things. Uh, here's what the truckwreck.com fan text says that they're doing. Uh, 214, I'm 45. I might be asleep by 1030. Uh, 214 says, fat, chilling at my house on some edibles with my dog. Does that mean your dog is going to eat edibles too? I've heard, wait, isn't, are you supposed to, like, isn't dog CBD like a thing? Is it? Yeah, you can definitely do it. It's got to be the the dog version. I don't think you just give any CBD to the dogs. Yeah, I would think not. Is right. there a, a specific CBD dog version? Uh, I mean, it just comes in like a dog treat. It's like a normal dog treat, but then it's got some CBD in there. So it just like calms them down basically. Interesting. You know what I've seen recently that I didn't know was a thing? Did you know dog chiropractors are a thing? Yeah. It's weird. I've seen yeah. videos on TikTok of it. It's quite funny, too, because their reaction when they're well, back Well, because the pops. dogs look for a half second like they're going to kill the guy. Yeah. And they then they're growling. like, oh, okay, I feel okay. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, let's see here. Have you guys tried a dog treat, by the way? Uh, I did uh, oh. eat a, I did grab a handful like of dog food bone. when I was four. Dog food, like, the kibble, huh? I was just like, does this taste like food? The dog seemed to like it, and it was disgusting. I had one of those Scooby snacks. They called it Scooby snacks. Yeah. I, was, I was like, oh, hold on Scooby now. Snacks, this smells man. a little good. And then nine-year-old me was like, let me just take a little nibble. And then my friend said, dude, those are for dogs. And I was like, they are for oh, dogs, but man. you can still eat them. It's quite delicious, but I haven't had one since then. I, I don't know if delicious is the word I would use, but <laughs> <laughs> there's like okay. some icing on it or something. Yeah. 682 says they'll be in bed by 1030 as well. Says I'm tired, boys. That's Tolo Chase. 469 says they are going to Red River, New Mexico. 214. Planning on being at the couch. This seems like a big time couch audience that they're going to be at home. I, I, we, there's a good chance we end up at home because we we've poorly planned. I, I mean, I'll I'll look into some of these options that WFA has. Like I said, the different stuff that they have in Grapevine, Frisco, uh, Fort Worth. There's a bunch of different things that you can do. I know that there's around the corner from us in Flower Mound. They've got the uh, Whiskey and Smoke, which is one of my mm -hmm. favorite barbecue spots. I know they've got. 
an event going on that night that I might look into. But I just, I, I feel like New Year's Eve at home, and maybe this is me trying to hold on to my youth a little bit, but New Year's Eve at home, I, I did it all growing up, and I was like, I don't want to, I, I want to go out. I want to do different things. Yeah, I do. I do enjoy going out, but I don't want to drive anywhere necessarily. I, that, that's this is a no go for me, and I don't. I don't want to take an Uber because uh, it's not really the. It's not really me driving or the Uber driver. It's everybody else. It's amateur hour out there. Uh, this is this is amateur hour night. It okay. So that's interesting. You said uh, nine seven two says they will be uh, watching Blake Shelton at Windstar, uh, but two five four New Year's Eve is for amateur drinkers. The pros stay at home. So you say this is amateur night. Hmm. Two five four seems to agree with that. This this is this is this is flying on a Saturday. I don't know what that means. Business travelers fly during the week, right? It's just, it's smoother. You take that you take that like f- that midday flight on a weekday. Everybody boards the plane faster. Business travelers get in. They don't have their luggage. They they know they know exactly what they do. They put it right up in the, in the overhead. They they get in their seat. And they go and they they clear the plane. They're easy. Saturday flights. Where you've got every amateur out there, you know, Friday afternoon, you got people taking trips Sunday, amateur hour, man. I mean, it takes forever. Nobody knows. Everybody puts their bag in the wrong spot. It's a nightmare out there. Two Give one- me a packed weekday airport over a medium crowded weekend any day of the week. 214, taking the wife country dancing with our 18 year old daughter. Also, Ooh. 214, I'll be working sidecar social at the Star in Frisco. Maybe I'll go to sidecar social. I'll, I'll hang out with our Tolo there, the 214. Speaking of country dancing, I have, we were we were looking, because uh, I, I used to go I used to go line dancing as a kid. Wow. No, yeah. And I can't, and Sarah's like, do you know any of the dance? Like, I can't remember any of these things. I want to relearn how to do all these, like every single one of them. At one time, I could two step. Barely, but like I, I mean, I've, I've forgotten. It's, it's Just, and, and, and the two step is like it's different regionally. Like in Tennessee, it's way different than in Texas. It's different. It's a different two step. I just I know I need to learn because Kristen just it's it's her favorite thing in the world. Well, you just dance. don't dance, Bobby. Just like Lee Bryce said. I know. Don't dance. Uh, but like it is her favorite thing in the world, and she gets so upset that. I just won't learn how to do two damn steps. Mm. Uh, but, like, it just, I I can't. It's funny. I've got, she might kill me. Uh, I don't know that she's listening right now, so we'll just, uh, we'll tell the story really quick uh, before we talk about some of the illnesses going around DFW right now. Uh, when we got married, that night, I had told her, um, hey, we'll go to Electric Cowboy. Or maybe it was the next night. I don't remember. But we went to Electric Cowboy, and when we got there, or Midnight Rodeo. I don't remember. It was one of them. Midnight Rodeo or Electric Cowboy. But we went there, Chop, and it was a heavy gray hair audience. Okay. Okay. And so we go out on the dance floor, and I'm like, fine. We can dance a little bit or whatever else, even though I don't love doing this. And we get out there, and Kristen's starting to dance with me a little provocatively, right? Yeah. And I'm just sitting there thinking to myself, I don't know that this fits with the audience that's on this dance floor right now. Everybody's over 50. We're the youngest people here, and we're dancing very differently from everybody else. And I had said something to her about it, and she's like, it doesn't matter. Nobody notices. And then the DJ at the top literally pops the microphone and goes, whoa, it's getting hot in here. Look down here, everybody. And I was like, I'm done. I'm not doing this. And I have not danced with her since. I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. She's like, what does it matter what other people think? I was like, I'm, I'm not doing this anymore. This is not this is not the the place. I'm not going to do stand up comedy at a funeral. You are not going to have me. That's uh, the place to do it. Do the the freak dancing with six year olds. Everybody needs a laugh at a funeral. Do they? So there should you so. you're in favor of stand up comedy at funerals. Look, if I ever was asked to give a eulogy, get ready. Okay, like I am I am roasting the deceased. <laughs> Uh, KRLD, you heard of them? 1080? I have, yes. Uh, they had a story up. More people are getting sick right now around DFW. And I saw this on Reddit. A lot of people were talking about like, hey, like uh, I think the Plano subreddit, people were saying like, hey, is there something going around? Because I haven't been able to kick a bug in four weeks. And everybody replied, yep, everybody I know is getting yeah. sick. Everybody I know is getting sick. Sean, I know, was dealing with something a couple weeks back. You uh, said during your vacation that you had a, a day or two where yeah, you were Yeah, my, my son had flu and strep and he gave it to me. And we had flu in our house uh, a couple weeks ago. I'm clearly dealing with something. For all of you who have said, clear your throat, Bobby. I promise. I'm clear. I'm surprised you're not hearing it off of Choppy's mic every time I cut it off and cough. But I'm trying here. But I, I have 
I've got, I got yeah. like a little scratch here and been been dealing with that. But is the is the illness bug sweeping across your community right now as much as it seems to be in our world? Let us know on the truckrock.com fan text. Peyton, have you seen a lot of uh, sickness rolling around DFW lately? Oh, yeah. I mean, I dealt with it, I, th- I think, for a couple of days. My throat, you know, was real sore. Then I had the, uh, you know, the, the draininess of the nose. And I was like, oh, no, here it goes. Because I, I had COVID back in May, and that really kicked my butt well. badly. But, um, mm. yeah, and then, but then it went away. It took a few cough drops. And then I think a couple of days ago, I had, like, the, th- the sore throat. But then it went away. So I, I don't know what it is. It's like I don't get sick often. But, like, when I do, it's like, it knocks me out for a few days. And I wonder how much of it is allergies. Okay, so that's the other thing. Uh, as the Texas A&M Department of uh, Health and Environment, the Forest Service, had written about, guess what season we've entered, baby? Flu season. Mount, well, oh. flu season. Too. Mountain cedar, baby. Mountain cedar yeah. season. Or as uh, my favorite line ever was from uh, about mountain cedar came from Pete Dalkus, which, you know, you get that yellow, like, dust Film? on your car. Isn't that pollen? Yeah, that comes from mountain cedar a lot of times. That yellow film oh, is really? mountain cedar a lot of times. And uh, as as Pete Delicus called it, Satan's dandruff. And that's how I view the the pollen from mountain cedar. That is my worst allergy by far. And the mountain cedar is starting to kick up. And so be aware of that this allergy season. Uh, 972, five members on my sales team, two of them got it, or somebody in their household has it. Uh, 469, everyone at my job has been sick over the last three weeks. Uh, 972, quick glorifying sickness. I don't think anybody's glorifying sickness. I think we're actually bitching about it. Uh, but okay, 469. Uh, 817, me and my girlfriend were so sick. We had to go to the emergency room C-section for our baby. Hate to hear that. Hope the baby's okay. Congratulations on uh, the birth of your child. And that is the Neighborhood Watch. All right. Thank you very much, Bobby. And I'm going to go get a warm drink to, to lubricate my Do throat. It. Go get yourself some tea. It is Sean and RJ here. On 105.3 The Fan, NFL overreactions or not. That's coming up next year on Sean and RJ on 105.3 The Fan. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.